Welcome to the Beauty and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee, and today we discuss the B-side of life, love, and business. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, beautiful people. It's your girl, Shawnee, and I'm back with another episode of the Beauty and Soul Podcast, where we discuss the B-side of life, love, and business. So let's start with our quote. A people without the knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. And that's by Marcus Garvey. Okay, guys. So today, I thought I would change it up just a little bit and balance all of this feminine energy by adding a little masculine energy to the podcast. So I want to introduce you all to Terrell. Terrell and I connected via Instagram. One of the great things about social media is it allows all of us to connect with people around the world from our mobile devices. Now, granted, sometimes that's not a good thing, but if you use it right, (laughs) if you use it right, it's actually a great thing. So luckily, Terrell is just a regular guy from Brooklyn. (laughs) So so welcome to the podcast, Terrell. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I just want to let everybody know that's what he told me to say, okay? (laughs) All right, (laughs) Yeah, what up, Brooklyn? All right, I really admire your openness to discuss topics on your social media platform. Now, instead of posting nonsense like most people do sometimes, you really encourage your followers to think outside of the box. What made you start sharing your thoughts? Okay. It initially started about 15 years ago on MySpace. At that time, it was, uh, it was easier for me to actually do it because I didn't have any pictures of me. So contrary to now, nobody knew what I looked like back then. Mm. So they would just hear my thoughts. Some people thought I was some celebrity because sometimes celebrities would comment on my page. Um, fast forward, I ended up moving it to Facebook and then I actually put a picture of me. So that kind of changed things. I was like, oh, this is a guy. Um, I mean, they knew I was a guy, but you know, it changes things. People can now put a visual to your words. Um, And when I used to post, a lot of my topics would be like men and women related. Um, And a good portion of the times, the women would feel like it was an attack on women because they felt like I wasn't getting at the guys. But when I would get at the guys, the women would be in agreement with me. So they wouldn't actually view it as it was both um, an equal opportunity uh, conversation. So mm. a lot of the women, when they felt like I was attacking them, they would rebuttal, of course. And the women who did agree with me, which was mostly older women, they would hit me up in my inbox. And they wouldn't actually verbally or openly discuss that they agree with me because they felt like the women who were less experienced would just uh, debate with them without actually trying to come to a resolution. So because of that, they would just hit me up personally. And then I would say what they would say. But of course, it looks like I'm just saying it. So I used to ask them, why don't y'all say anything about it? So then I moved it over to Instagram a few years after. And um, you know, as you and I were discussing, like I'm the type to stand in my word. So if I say something, I'm going to stand by it unless my train of thought is elevated and I go back and I retract my statement to show you how I view things now. But if I say it, that's what it is for me. It's not like I'm going to, you know, retract my statement later on for like politically correctness. 
So right. I was using like um, Sabi as an example, like Dr. Sabi. When he created like his list of things, you know, alkaline foods, mm-hmm. he had his initial list and then he went back, took things off the list, and then he went back and added some of the things he took off the list back on it because he did further research. So that's just an example of how I feel like my thought process is. If there's something that I agree with, I'll tell you why. If it's something I disagree with, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why not. And if later on in life, with more experience, I feel like, you know what, I don't think that same way anymore, I'll probably tell you what made me change it. And then I'll stand in that. But I won't go back and be like, nah, I never thought that, nah, that's corny to me. It doesn't show growth. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It doesn't show growth. And I mean, you know, who we are right now at this present moment, I know personally, I can speak for myself, the woman I am today um, is not the woman I was a year ago, nor the woman I was 10 years ago. You know, so my viewpoints, they change, you know, they're ever evolving. And I'm sure 10 years from now, I won't think the same thing that I'm thinking right now. So um, I think a lot of people, you know, um, don't show how they evolve, unfortunately, you know, but I think it's just human, you know, to have different thoughts, to go through different things, to experience different experiences. Um, But, you know, if you have your core values, they should stay the same for the most part, you know? Of course. Mm -hmm. Well, well. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Doing a lot of research lately. I'm always researching, but, you know, a lot more recently. I think sometimes your core values can change if the way that you were introduced to the value changes. Mm. So, for example, like, if you were, you know, always taught something you should do this. Like, mm, what's an example I could say? So like chivalry, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll have a woman, or most times they tell you to have a woman walk on the inside of the street, right? And mm-hmm. we'll just think that it's chivalrous, which it has become. But the initial reason why, you know, like, oh, in case there's a car coming, if you get hit, I get hit. But that's, and that's how you taught it. But that's actually not the initial reason. The initial reason was because people would throw their trash out of their windows. And the person who's on the outside or closer to the curb would get hit. So the man would not want the woman to taint her clothes, so he would put her on the inside of the street. See? So when you find out the origin (laughs) of it, it it might change how you view what you consider chivalry to be, because now you might develop your own um, perspective on it. So that's, that's what I think could probably shake up a foundation of your morals, if the way you were introduced to it uh isn't the initial way it was intended to be yeah i agree with that and i think that also can be connected to um like the things that we're taught you know from our parents you know you know um i had this one young lady on the podcast and she was just talking about you know generational curses and just just past trauma that you know, um, came from back in the day and then it's kind of like passed on and this is just what you do. This is how you function. This is how you survive. And it's not necessarily the right thing to do. Um, but, but I think that also connects to what you're saying about, you know, changing, 
the core values, if you figure, if you find out what the original intention is, and it's not necessarily necessarily resonating with you as who you are right now in this present moment. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's as you become a more evolved person and more self-aware, then you can just make your own decisions and make your own thoughts and you have your own viewpoints on things. So I encourage everybody to do their own research on everything. Correct. So you can figure out what works for you, you know? Correct. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I'm interested, before I even go into this other topic I was going to go into, mm-hmm. I'm interested in some of the thoughts that you were posting on MySpace that that was good. That was getting these older women um, to DM you. Like, what were well, you saying? On MySpace, it wasn't so much that it. I didn't really because at that time I was so, I want to say inexperienced. I wasn't really dating women at the time. I was a teen, so or a, a, you know, young teen. So it was more so my thoughts on like politics, but not like you know governmental politics like hood politics or like the industry whether it was like music or like fashion or just like community and um it didn't really cause too much of a stir it was more so why do certain people make it and others don't when certain people might have the same exact drive tenacity and talent but yet some people get chosen and others don't that was pretty much where i went um on my space with it when they got to Facebook, now that's when it, it started to route people up. So if you want to know about, I guess that would more so answer your question. Yeah, let me get that. Um, <laughs> it, just things that I would experience personally and indirectly. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, i give you an example. I was on my way to work one day and it was a gentleman on a train. Him and I were both on the train. I do not know this man. There's a woman on the train. Of course, I do not know her. And I see the interaction because I'm looking to see, you know, when my stop comes up. He looks at her. She's not looking. She looks at him. He's not looking. He looks at her. She kind of catches him looking and she looks away. Now he just keeps looking at her and she no longer looks. Mm -hmm. She eventually gets off the train first. And then him and I get off the train, maybe like one or two stops after. I walk over to him and I said, why didn't you say anything? And he was like, oh, I know, right? I thought about it. I don't know why I didn't say nothing. And I was like, he's like, gosh, she looked away and then she never looked. I said, she's not supposed to look back. She's not going to look back at you. Like, that's, that's how it is, unfortunately. And I'm not saying now, I'll tell you how I thought at the time and I'll tell you how I think about it now. But I'm telling him, like, she's not going to look. It was up to you to go say something. That was her way of letting you know to look because she looked at you. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. Um, he's like, dang, I should have said something. So for the fact that me and this man didn't know each other, me and the woman didn't know each other. And I automatically knew what it was. And I didn't even go, yo, my name is Terrell, regular guy from Brooklyn. Why didn't you say anything? I just went, yo, why didn't you say anything? He ought, and you know, he didn't, he wasn't looking at me to know that I was even observing it. He just automatically knew what I was speaking about. Right. So I, I asked the people about, you know, like, why is it okay um, for the man to always say something first, but never for the woman? And mm. that would cause like a debate, you know, and um, it's 
to this day, it kind of changes. Uh, women are a little bit more vocal now, it would seem. But a couple years ago, not as much. And I think more so now with like, you know, laws that are passing and things of that nature to where, you know, women may feel it's okay for me to be this way. Because they were already that way. They just didn't express it. Right. Um, so me now, how what I would have said back then to him is basically what I did say. But I probably also would have said something to her. Right. So if you let me give you another short story, I'll give you one on the other end. Mm -hmm. I, when I say something to the woman. But yeah. this is this all right. So I'm on the train heading home. And it's just me by myself. It's a gentleman. He's, you know, standing not too far from me. And it's these three women. They're probably teenagers at the time. Now I'm in my, my early twenties. And they're walking past and, you know, he's attracted to them. So, you know, typical New York love story. Hey, oh, ma. What's up? What's up, ma? Hey, oh, blue jean. You know, the cat calls. Right. She's walking by. She's like, ew, you bum, so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, calling them all kind of disrespectful things. And he's like, word. You know how the retaliation goes. Word. Well, you know, calls out her name. And then I'm just watching now. And I didn't say anything initially when she was, you know, calling him out his name. I just kind of shook my head and like smirk, like that's wild. And then when he kind of called her out her name, you know, that's when it kind of changed. So not saying that I gave her a pass. It was more so because what she said wasn't um, as disrespectful. You know, he yeah. called it a B word, et cetera. She didn't call him that. She was just like, yeah, get out of here with her, you know, whatever, whatever you got on type vibes. So I go over to him. And I said, you don't have to say all that. And he just looks at me. He's like, yeah, but she don't even know me. Telling me I'm a bum. Da -da 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 -da. She don't know what I be doing. Da -da 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 -da. And I'm like, wow, I feel you on that. She doesn't know you. I said, but even if she knows you or not, you still don't have to call out her name like that. That's on you. Like, she shouldn't take you out your character the way you feel like you have to take her down to make you feel like you're above her. Right. So I say my piece to him and he hears me out. Then I go over to the women and I ask her, so I guess here's a, a benefit of if people think that you're attractive or not. I don't do it because they think that, but you know, if it happens, it happens. I try to use it for the good. So right. she's looking at me kind of intrigued. I guess she thinks I'm going to speak to her, but I'm not. I'm actually going to ask her, why did she just shut him down? Right. And, um, She's listening to me and I'm like, you know, you don't know what he's going through to, you know, disrespect this outfit or, you know, she's like, yeah, I know. I don't know him like that. But I mean, look at him. Look how he wearing his pants. Like nobody want to talk to a boy who has his pants halfway down his butt. I don't want to see his underwear. That actually starts telling me the things that she didn't like about his appearance. And I'm like, I can respect that. I said, so if I said something to him and he fixed up his appearance, I said, would you be open to speak to him? She was like, yeah, I mean, he's cute or whatever, but I wouldn't, you know, say nothing to him now the way he, and I said, okay. So that's when I went to go say something to the gentleman. And then I brought the girl in and they ended up speaking. Wow. But just, <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and that's what drives me is the fact that we have these miscommunications where we could actually um, be progressing in, but the way that we were nurtured into thinking could be incorrect, kind of like the morals. Like if you learned the moral, you know, the wrong way, 
you'll just keep following it that way. Yeah. They would have never spoken. And not saying it was me, like I'm the special dude, but I just realized where the miscommunication was. Mm -hmm. And I established a better foundation and they spoke and they exchanged numbers. Wow, that's actually a great story. Uh, He was about 17 and it was her and three girls. I remember different boroughs. He was from Brooklyn, he was from Harlem. This is like maybe like six years ago. Wow, wow. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just reflecting like so many, I've been in so many of those situations <laughs> that, you know, it's just really, really hard. I remember when I first moved to New York and I was like coming off the train and I was, you know, how you're walking up, you know, to the street or whatever. And it was this guy right. going down and he said something to me and I was like rushing. I was just like, thank you. And so I guess he thought that I was supposed to like go back and like just keep talking to him. So he called me out my name and I'm like, geez, I can't even say thank you and keep it moving, you know? But then at the same time, it's like, there are other guys who do that same um, stare at you thing and not say anything. And it's like, (laughs) it's like they're expecting, they're expecting you to just be like all over them. Like, hey boo, what's your name? What's your number? You know, and I'm just, no, that's just not, just not who I am. So, but I really think, you know, we all just need to get more comfortable and let our guards down and just communicate more, you know? And just realize that the other person is still a human. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether they're attractive or not, whether you're interested in them or not, you know, mm-hmm. still still treat them in a way that's respectable, you know? So even if I'm not necessarily interested, I can still, you know, say how you're doing and communicate with you in a respectful way and let you know, like, hey, you know, I'm not really interested in whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but I wish you all the best <laughs> on your journey. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think Jeez. some people... That could hurt. That could I know, hurt. I know, I know, I know. There's no <laughs> easy way to tell somebody no without... It's not, it's not. It's, it's really, really not, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really not. It, it's nothing even I can say about that. And I think that's why a lot of guys... Um, are reluctant to speak up or to, or to introduce <laughs> themselves to women. Because I had this one guy, um, he was telling me about someone that he was interested in. Correct. And so we were just having a conversation. I'm like, well, you know, she's really cute. I'm like, you guys would look good together, you know? And he's just like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to say anything. And I'm like, why not? Like, you're a great guy, you know, from what I know. And he was like, you must not, he was like, you must not know how, he was like, you must never get rejected. That's what he said to me. Mm. And I was like, wow. I was like, no, actually that's not the case. I'm like, I felt rejection before, but Mm. I just know what's for me is for me. So regardless of if that situation doesn't work out, that, that there's a better situation around the corner. So, you know, I mean, it's just what it is, you know, but I just wish people, I wish people were more comfortable speaking up and allowing themselves to be seen and, and allowing love into their lives and allowing connection to happen. 
you know, because we're not supposed to be on this earth alone. You know, it's just not. We're supposed to be connected with other people, other energies, and we're supposed to be, you know, energizing. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of a word, but you know what? Energizing is the word I want to use. We're supposed to be out here energizing together. <laughs> That's all we are, man. It's energy. Man. It's all we are is energy, you know? It's, it's, it's all we are. Okay, so I'm about to turn it up just a little bit. Okay. Thing. All right, so to change the topic a little bit, I'm curious, have you watched a special on Netflix, When They See Us? I have not seen it yet, unfortunately, but I do wish to support it as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, you know, I'm honestly afraid to watch it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the girl who stopped watching The Color Purple. And I stopped mm. watching The Color Purple when I saw, like, the man beating the woman. Like, it kind of just, like, startled me. And I've just never been able to finish that, that movie. And I just know that I would be emotionally affected. Like, I would be emotionally distraught if I watched um, When They See Us. But I do want to just let it play so that, you know, she can get the streams or, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't I don't think I can watch it right now. I don't I don't think I can. Those are questions I always those are questions I always wanted to ask people. It's gonna seem like you on my show in a second. But uh <laughs> I was always curious about that, like what made uh like even my homeboy I was just talking to. Like I took him to see um Birth of a Nation and he was getting frustrated when he was watching it. And I know a couple of people that get upset when they see like, you know, slavery based films or any type of black um, depreciation type of storytelling. And I'm very curious as to like what makes a, a person feel that way. Um, I personally haven't felt that way. That doesn't mean I can't get where a person's coming from, but I'm right. curious because if the passion is that, that they're that impassionate, then I wonder how do they maneuver in day to day because they are surrounded by people that they would consider the other. So if that same energy doesn't apply to each channel that you maneuver in, it makes me wonder why not be comfortable to watch it in the safety of your own uh, castle so to say, wherever your castle may be, whether it's at the movie theaters or with friends or at a party or a gathering or your church or your synagogue or your mosque, whatever it is, like what, what is it about the depiction of it would, um, I don't want to say scare you, but would arouse such an impassionate feeling that you can't even see yourself getting through a film. Yeah, I, for me, it's, it's, I'm the type of person that I feel things very, very deeply, you know, so it doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter at all, you know, if it's something that's, that, that's very, very intense for me, I'm going to feel it. You know, and I'm really going to like take that emotion in. Just for instance, um, you know, Nipsey Hussle's murder. 
that really affected me. I've never met the man, you know, mm-hmm. I've never met the man, but I was emotionally distraught, like really, really upset and really, really hurt. So I know if I were to watch these young boys, you know, go through this, it's, it's going to take me some time to get out of my feelings. <laughs> I'm really going to be um, upset and really, really hurt about what happened to them. And it doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter, you know, um, if it is brown people or white people, whoever, if it's pain or even if it's joy, I just feel. Right. Every- yeah. And Everyone. I thoroughly respect that. I, I guess for me, not to dismiss that, because I thoroughly respect it. I, I try to look at it in a different light as to this information already exists. So, and this is not to you, this is to, to anyone who feels that way. I'm like, this information already existed. So it's just, you just weren't aware of it, or you were aware of it, but you weren't um, old enough to comprehend what it was. So it's like, now that you're old enough to comprehend what it is, it's like, why let something that happened like over almost 30 years ago make you feel a way today because there's nothing that you could actually do to change what happened then. You could only try to affect things currently. And I think that's for me why I, because if that was the case, more people who see the Malcolm X film would be that much more upset at the fact that, you know, he was, you know, killed the way he was killed. But then at the same time, it's still the same day in age where people say, I don't support black business because we cheat ourselves or we always ask for discounts with each other or we um, don't have great customer service. So it's like, this, it's like how could we be so many people in, in, in one person? Um, I just think, you know, mastering yourself would make it easier to, to deal with it because we're all connected. And if you find a way to just master that energy, not like a Nipsey, like, you know, quote, but like if you find a way really to master your, your energy, then watching that may not, how can I um, say this in the most simplistic way? You won't be overcome with emotion if you understand the origin of the emotion, but you have to go through it first to understand what the origin is. It's like the eye of a hurricane mm-hmm. or the eye of a tornado, perhaps I'm saying like, or the eye of any storm really. The outside is where all the turmoil is, but once you're in the center of it, it's so blissful. But the only way that you're able to be in the bliss is to be in the center of it. You can't be anywhere on the outskirts and be like, oh, I get it. Like it doesn't work that way. But you also have to be willing to go through the storm first to get to the middle. And a lot of us may stop ourselves at the beginning and say we can't do it. And then we kind of basically block ourselves from any type of progression. Because whether we like it or not, life in this form, you're going to keep going through very, very, very similar tests until you learn it. And that's your deja vu moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I've been here before. It's because you didn't learn what you needed to learn that time. Oh, I did this before. <laughs> It's going to keep happening like that. You see it in movies too. like Definitely. Definitely. But on on the flip side, I think it also takes a very self-aware person to know when they aren't ready to handle it. 
This is also true. You know what I'm saying? So if I know myself enough to say, I'm not ready to watch that. Right. That means I know myself enough to know that I'm not ready to watch it. Gotcha. You know? Um, but I like what you said about, and that, that's my next topic I wanted to talk about, which was Black-owned businesses. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, that is an issue. You know, why do we think it's so hard for some of us to support our own, you know, people? Why is it such an issue for us to support each other? Um, I think it's because we do lack customer service skills, but I'll say it for this reason. Generally, people that go to a quote-unquote white-owned business or any other corporation outside of people who favor them, and we're so used to relying on each other that when someone's in a place of business, it's like knowing your friend that works at a store and they could get mm-hmm. you a discount. It's not, they, just, they don't work for themselves, but they work at the store, but they get you a discount. It's like now your homie runs the business. And you're like, yo, fam, hook me up. Like, it should actually make you want to pay more right? because your friend runs the business. But I think for, and I, I don't want to, you know, categorize this all together, but for Black people, for lack of a better word, when you see your money directly going into the pocket of somebody else, as they say, it hits you different. So they're like, yeah. damn, you're about to do something more progressive with this money than I am. I am, yeah. But that's the issue is that you have to see that your purchase is worth what you're doing. So you can't contradict the fact that you're willing to make this purchase because it's something that you would essentially like and then feel a way that someone else might use that same money to do something that's beneficial for what they like contradicts itself. It, it's ultimately selfish. So facts as far as why, <laughs> why we are kind of quote unquote terrible at it or, or aren't as progressive is because we haven't learned to barter system. You have to really, we you really have to help build up community and that's the only way you could do it. Like it's, but you have to be willing to give of yourself because I'm sure you might have a, that, that same friend they need. Exactly. But unless you are exposing it to them so that they're aware that it might be something that they could use, you're just going to unfortunately kind of come across as envious. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it is. So as far as like non-Black owned businesses, I don't think there's really an issue in that case because you seem so far removed from the person who owns it that you don't feel affected with what they do with your money, one. And two, you expect them to do something different with your money. It's no different. You talk about a business, right? And you like, oh, I never met the CEO. But you know, you don't like the general manager or the manager's manager or the, your manager. And you're like, yeah, the CEO somewhere playing golf. You don't think he's doing that really off your back because he's so far ahead or she's so far ahead, like up there in the chain. But essentially, it's the same thing. But it was established before you had a chance to see their face. So you don't even attribute it to like your direct work. And unfortunately, because we haven't had generations and generations to build it up the same way, we kind of see who starts it. And that's a way. Jay-Z said it best with the title jump. You're right. And I agree <laughs> also with the, um, I also agree with the comment of the customer service skills. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, it's just so unfortunate sometimes 
<laughs> it's just so unfortunate sometimes dealing with with people and also yes i agree with the, also the fact of bartering a lot of people haven't got that concept through their head just yet mm-hmm. you know it's all about me 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 what can i get out of this person um instead of how can i help this person right. you know what i'm saying um because essentially if you if you are a value and you're helping someone then that's a connection and then later on in the line you guys can work together i always say before i even ask anybody for anything i want to get to know them you know what i'm saying because i may find that you aren't the type of person i want to know so (laughs) so it's better it's better to get to know somebody before you ask for something right you know and i think a lot of our people haven't got got that concept just yet and it's so it's so disappointing at times it's very very disappointing at times because i really i really love to support you know other black owned business businesses and especially other um uh black women you know mm-hmm. who are doing things um but sometimes it's just very very challenging and disappointing too unfortunately yes yeah yeah well <laughs> all right so that's all i have but before we go i want to ask you three words and then you give me the first response that comes to your mind in one word okay okay all right so the first one is life abundantly okay and love boundless okay and business savvy (laughs) nice i like all of those responses (laughs) all right terrell well thank you so much for being on the beauty and soul podcast i enjoyed this discussion and um yeah and let everybody know where they can connect with you currently y'all can find me on uh instagram at m underscore quotes q u o t e z and twitter at say i'm diff s-a-y-i-m-d-i-f all right and everybody don't be afraid to have a discussion with him because as you can see that's how we got connected (laughs) so definitely so definitely um don't be afraid to share your thoughts and um get to know somebody new yeah still a regular dude from brooklyn yes facts facts (laughs) (laughs) right family it was great having some masculine energy on the podcast this week so i hope you enjoyed my discussion with terrell Now, on to the featured song. The featured song is Diamonds by Soul Development. Now, I stumbled upon this group when I was watching a YouTuber and I was trying to figure out what in the world was she playing in the video. So I reached out and I found out the name of the song and also the group. So let's get into it. Every turn 
one of the one who been gone too long Did my laps around the sun and wrote about him in my songs Studied the life of kings and proverbs and chant my psalms I done sat the national mall, listen to Farrakhan I was building with my partners, some was shot us, some was rosters For the march they put their name down on that roster We took a vow of silence, never uttered to them coppers Let them do their job, they got drones and helicopters Me, I keep it hella proper, uh, align my chakras Maneuver through the maneuver, never let nothing stop us Never chase the money, but always protect the profit The queen before the kings, them teachings is based on logic I learned from all my years here in rhyming Common sense ain't so common And it ain't about waiting, it's about patience and timing And making sure you walk in line with your assignment And you understand that patience is more precious than a dime Say a prayer for my people out here grinding hard Exchanging commerce every day up on that boulevard We duck in trouble cause you know these streets will never love you And if you hustle just make sure you know to keep it home Thank you for listening to the Beauty and Soul podcast Where we discuss the B-side of life, love, and business I hope you enjoyed it And as always, keep God first And don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe Until next time